Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun hey. of Brian Taylor. Nice. Getting you ready for the weekend in golf for 19 years. Now that's real. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Well, hello there and welcome to this best of edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thanks for joining us. Here we are, December 1st. Thanks for joining us. And a lot to talk to as we look back on some of the fun interviews that we've done over the last several months here on Real Golf Radio. Here on hour number one, you're going to hear from Zach Johnson, who... Served as a Ryder Cup captain, assistant captain to Jim Furyk at the Ryder Cup matches. He was in town and uh, supporting Tony Finau in his foundation tournament at Alpine Country Club. And we had a chance to visit with Zach and talk to him about uh, a variety of topics, including the Ryder Cup. But just a really good guy to talk to and talk golf with and, and enjoyed that conversation. You'll hear from Zach coming up. Plus, America's favorite caddy from a few weeks ago. Just, you know, the frivolity and... Uh, Ah, the good times that we have with the caddy. Can't miss him. We'll we'll play that for you. And then Jason Finley, Callaway Golf, talking golf balls. You want to know about uh, golf balls and get ready for this holiday season? Maybe how to select the perfect golf ball for you? Well, stay tuned. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow, that was tried to hold that one off. Uh, stay tuned. Jason Finley uh, coming up from Callaway Golf will join us here on hour numbers one as well. On the back nine, hour number two, Tony Finau uh, from that aforementioned charity golf tournament at Alpine Country Club, and then a two-part conversation with Johnny Miller as he reflects back on his Hall of Fame broadcast career. So hard to believe we're into December already, Bob. Uh, Tigers event, and and then uh, really a nice break for most of the players, about a month off or so, and then things get going in the the 2018-19 season in Hawaii, Tournament of Champions, Sony Open, and down the road to Augusta. Yeah, and we talked with Tony Finau um, just a little while ago, and he's not playing until the Farmers Insurance Open, which is in San Diego. So he's going to get a little bit of time off after the Hero World Challenge. But the great thing about um, Zach Johnson and Tony, both these interviews, is that we caught them before they left to go over for the Ryder Cup. And, uh, you know, it was uh, some good thoughts on um, being able to make the team by Tony and also um, – Zach Johnson being an assistant captain, but really wishing he was playing. Yeah, he absolutely. And by the way, the guys played over there. Maybe Zach could have helped him. You never know. I mean, <laughs> we, we handed out turkeys and pies uh, before Thanksgiving. And, you know, the U.S. Ryder Cup team got a turkey for sure. They didn't they didn't have much pie to celebrate with afterwards. The European did, team did for sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's really one of those uh, head scratchers. And it'll be one of those things that will continue to be a topic of discussion amongst the golf world until the U.S. somehow figures things out, huh? Yeah, no doubt about it, and they're going to have to figure it out this next time on U.S. soil and then hopefully uh, be able to go back and and take it away from on European soil, which hasn't been happened yeah. or had hasn't happened for a long time. Yeah, over 25 years, so that's a topic we'll continue to discuss, but stay tuned. The best of rolls on next. Hey, what does it take to be the number one irons in golf? Well, if you ask the engineers at Callaway, they'll tell you one thing, innovation. 
And they would know because Callaway's Face Cup technology has made them the number one irons in golf. The Face Cup technology that makes their irons tremendously powerful actually came from their fairway woods and hybrids, which incidentally, those fairway woods and hybrids continue to outperform the competition. Face Cups dramatically increase ball speed across the face, and the second Callaway started engineering irons with Face Cups, everything changed. Golfers started seeing tremendous gains in distance and forgiveness, and of course, the engineers at Callaway keep on innovating. Steelhead, Big Bertha, and Apex Irons are all powered by Callaway's game-changing Face Cup technology, and they've all made Callaway the number one irons in golf. To learn more about the technology behind the number one irons in golf, Go to CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What happens when our most epic driver technology goes rogue? You set the new bar in speed. Then you set it in forgiveness. This is the new jailbreak. It's our fastest driver technology. And now it's in our most forgiving head. That's how you get the most powerful jailbreak effect ever. The new Rogue Driver from Callaway, the number one driver in golf. And now, the best. Rewind. Cue it up. Of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Vice Captain Zach Johnson joining us uh, right here on Real Golf Radio. Looking forward to the upcoming Ryder Cup. First of all, Zach, uh, really cool of you to be here to support Tony's Foundation, and uh, I know he's a a friend of yours. And uh, What made the decision for you to come out here and be a part of this event? What made the decision? Well, it's one of those, uh, you know, when when I ask guys to participate in mine, or obviously when I'm being asked, you, you just look at your calendar. You know, you try to figure out, hey, does it fit? And if it if it does fit, it's worthy. I mean, you know, we the PGA Tour, uh, the beauty of it is it's it's structured. A lot of people probably probably know this, but some may may not. It's structured around giving. You know, our Wednesday proams are the most important day of the week. Uh, with the title sponsor, with our TV negotiations contracts, it's all about a, it's a giving platform. And so you add that, and then you compound that with all of us guys that have our own foundations and charitable arms. It's even better. All that being said, when it comes to scheduling it, it's really, hey, honey, I've been asked. She's like, okay, yeah, you're going. So I asked the wife. That's that's the truth answer, truthful answer. <laughs> She's a scheduler. She and is the boss. 100%. <laughs> she knows her role. She does it really well, and I agree. Well, when you come to these events, though, I mean, everybody wants to come up, take a picture with you, just shake your hand. Does does it kind of get like is it, did it become commonplace? You've been doing this for so long. Is it still pretty uh, amazing that people are you're so well received and and so liked? Well, you know, you, you bring up a good point. I, mean, I got to pinch myself every now and again. You know, it depends on the arena. It depends on you know where I'm going and what's actually taking place there. I mean, I, there's still certainly a level of anonymity to myself, um, fortunately, but in an in an atmosphere like this, there's not a whole lot of that, and that's okay. I mean, I understand that. I guess the moment it it doesn't happen, there's a problem. So, <laughs> yeah. um, the way I see it is, it's uh, it's very kind, it's very uh, gracious, and evidently they think what I do uh, and how I do it is kind of cool. And you know, 
when I have bad days, that's something I can just look at right there <laughs> yeah. because it's not a normal job. And, uh, you know, I think the beauty of Tony and I is we understand that. We're very, very, very blessed. We're like-minded yeah. in the sense that, you know what, golf's given us so much. We got to – it's not – and no one's above the game, as we all know. Uh, I think Billy Casper probably embodied that uh, the most of anybody I've ever met. Um, nobody's above the game, and – we know our place, so uh, utilize it for the better of others, betterment of others. You know, we've talked about this before, but you get to be in the locker with my dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, at Augusta, uh, my dad was a former Ryder Cup captain. Now you have the opportunity to be a vice captain. Mm-hmm. What does it? What? It, what has it meant to you to play on Ryder Cup teams and now to yeah. be part of the group that kind of orchestrates everything and is a, is a vice captain with? Uh, Captain Jim Furyk. Right. No, no, I appreciate you saying all that. I mean, it's it's something that, um, you know, you'd ask me a decade ago and I said you were probably crazy, but what does it mean to me? It, it, it you know, obviously majors are big. We all plan our schedules around majors, try to get tuned up for those, and then when you're able to win one, it's very special. But I can honestly sit here and tell you that the uh, one of the things I'm most proud of, if, if that's the right word, or that, that I, I would say it's probably the biggest accomplishment and and um, just overall some highlight of my resume or career is the fact that I've been able to participate in five Ryder Cups, well, four Presidents Cups, and represent yeah. you know represent this great country, and being led by great captains and being a part of great teams. Um, th- those those weeks are ultra special. So, you know, obviously I want to play, and I th- I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be easy, but I think right. I can play them more. Um, and the years to come, I'm still, you know, a part of it. My game still feels like it, it can get better. Yeah. Uh, but if I can't, I am going to take the honor and the privilege and certainly the uh, responsibility of being a vice captain uh, wholeheartedly. I, I mean, I, I'm going to put everything into it. I know my role. I know what my job is supposed to be, and I'm going to do it. I mean, I've always said if you're a part of this team, you're always a part of the team. You may not be playing. You may not even be there. Yeah. But you're a part of that team because you've done it in the past. And, um that's the beauty of, of all these guys. I mean, we've all – there's a selfless kind of attitude, a selfless kind of mentality. Uh, but we all want them to play with their professional golf egos because that's what got them there, you know. Uh, but there, if you have that mindset as a team, we can do some pretty cool things. And we've got a great leader in Captain Jim. I mean, he's been a player captain, as far as I can tell, for the last so many odd years anyway. He's tremendous. His wife, Tabitha, is tremendous. And so uh, I, hope, I hope there's many more opportunities to play. If not – I will be, to whatever capacity I can be a part of that team, I'll do it. I'll make the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I don't care. <laughs> I love that. See, I was going to ask you, because I'm sure you wanted to play. I mean, you would love to be playing and 100%. would be able to help the team this year. I have no, I'm confident about that. But uh, still, the attitude it sounds like is, hey, if I can be there, I'll be there in whatever I can be, whatever capacity. No question. No question. It's just, um, I mean, I'm a big team sport guy. You know, I love, I love the camaraderie and what that entails uh, in all sports. And so when you take such a, I mean, for the most part, an individual game and throw it into a team, uh, you know, team atmosphere like that, a team room, team, just it's so special. So, um, you know, I'll take it and run with it. I mean, I'm I'm very honored. Um, That being said, that's, you know, being a vice captain, you know, I've got a lot of responsibility. and, and, And talking to Tiger, who was one two years ago. He says it's pretty difficult, and I'm starting to see why, uh, but I love it. I mean, I, it's a challenge. Uh, 
I think one of the coolest things and certainly one of the things that calms me down is the fact that we've got 12 guys that are really, really good, and they're really, really good right now. So, you know, that kind of makes our job easier. I just don't want to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony Finau, you're, you're here for his event as well. But, um, you know, the beginning of the year, his goal was to make the Ryder Cup team. He played hard. He, pl- he golfed his ball, so to speak, this whole year long. Was it fun for you to be able to watch him and see how he has developed as a player on tour? No question. No question. I mean, you know, we, we can go down his resume. You know, we, we see one win, right? Well, first of all, it's really difficult to win. I don't care where it is, on what level it is. Many tours, web.com tour, it's hard, it's hard to win. But the way I like to look at things, you look at it from the lens of, okay, what has he done or what has this individual done? Week to week, right? I don't know if he's missing any cuts this year. My guess has not been many, but he's got a slew of top 25s, a gajillion top 10s, bunch of top fives, top threes, a couple runner-ups. I mean, right there, that says it. I mean, he, his consistency has been, you know, in, in, in the realm of the top five or ten players in the world this right. year. Um, and he's, quite honestly, he's playing some of the best golf he has at the right times. To compound that and to make it even – to even highlight even more – what has he done in the big events? He's played great. I mean, he was sick at the British Open and still top ten. Uh, we all know what he did at Augusta National. I mean, that's right there is a, is a you know that's a thirty minute uh, mini drama series, right? Um, I mean, we didn't we didn't think he was gonna be playing. I mean, I was right behind him in the par three contest. So anyway, I don't want to get off rant here, but my point is is what he's done this year is worthy of top fifteen in the world on a Ryder Cup team. And and he's gonna be he's gonna be a massive asset for the team yeah. because of what he does and heck what he can do and what he's done on the golf course, but he, you know what even almost equally off the golf course, he's very level-headed, understands his role, understands what the game's about, and you know he and his wife are gonna they're gonna soak it up because they're gonna love what it what it is to be a part of this team, uh, both as a player and as a wife. It's it's just special. So he's. Um, I can tell you all the guys specifically the players they all wanted him us vice captains it's. I don't know what a no-brainer is, but it's pretty close to a no-brainer. Is Phil and Tony going to have a dance-off in the team room? <laughs> I, I want the ground to be flat. I don't want any ankles turned. And you got to clear the way if Phil does the worm. But, uh, you know, it, it, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, you're being summoned in there. But thanks for your time, Zach. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having right, me. Good thanks luck over you. there. It's the best of Real Golf Radio. Hi, I'm Ned Siegfried of Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. You know what we do. We help people that have been injured as a result of car accidents, medical malpractice, and other types of accidents. With a team of 16 experienced accident attorneys, we can handle even the largest, most complex injury cases. We have the experience and resources to go toe-to-toe with the insurance companies and win. If you've been seriously injured, call us at Siegfried & Jensen at 1-800-INJURED. Siegfried & Jensen, your legal team if you've been injured. Tee it up at Uinta Golf and get custom fit for the newest irons from Ping, the I-500 and I-210. Ping's I-500 irons feature a forged miraging steel face that offer unprecedented speed, power, and distance. And the I-210 irons feature forgiving long irons and precise controlled mid and short irons to create a high-performing set. Come get custom fit for your new I-500 and I-210 irons. Buy with confidence at Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee, serving Utah golfers since 1971.
Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Is Rory McElroy, and he says that that he's too what, Bob? Comfortable. He's too comfortable, and he says that because he and he doesn't think that he will get to 20 wins in his career. He's at 14, and he's 29 years old, and he has four majors. And Bob is basically calling him out. Rory McElroy is so talented and so good that he could play golf. He could play like four tournaments a year and never practice, and he's going to get to 20 wins just by mistake. Thank you. He's that. (laughs) Having said that, Rory McIlroy has basically told us that he's too comfortable, and he's just, you know, he doesn't have. He's mentioned, hasn't he not, that he doesn't have that Tiger Woods kind of desire. Yeah. I don't think anyone does. 
Isn't uh, that fair to say? I don't know who else has the Tiger Woods desire. That that that's a pretty rare thing. I can start clicking off a bunch of names if you'd like. Yeah, let me hear it. So, um, uh, 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 like, there's certainly players who are never going to get to Tiger Woods or Rory McIlroy's kind of status. Um, and I'm blanking on the, the guy's name. He's from. He played for Clemson. He won TPC Potomac. Quicken Loans uh, last year. He's from Seattle area. Um, works his butt off. He went to Clemson and never went to a football game because the golf course was empty during the home games and he would just have it all to himself. He never attended a football game because he was working on his golf game. He works like crazy. There's plenty of guys on tour like that. VJ Singh, Padraig Harrington, on the range all day, all night. Yeah, but that's different. That's not Tiger. Tiger wasn't range guy all day, all night. You're talking about just the desire and the will to be the best. And, uh, I, think, I think if you're practicing 14 hours a day, that's not the definition of desire and will to be the best. No, because Tin Cup practiced 14 hours a day, and he wouldn't have the desire and will to be the best, but he was a range rat. There's well, a what is being a range rat if it's not the desire to be the best? Because some people don't have the belief that they can become, but they want to continue Bob, to just to bash balls. Politically correct. Can you reach across and just slap Brian? <laughs> he's the one that says he doesn't think Rory's going to get to twenty. Well, I would, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would bet on on a dessert at our next steak dinner on that. But of course, it may be a while before anybody pays off because the bet can't be, you know, until he's fifty-five years old. If he hasn't reached 20, the bet's still on, if you know what I mean. That right? might be the next time we have dinner together. It's, so, Well, probably the next time I come to Salt Lake City to play golf like yeah. I'm doing every so, so Rory's won one tournament on the PGA Tour in the last two years. If he continues that over the next 10 years, by the time he hits so 40, don't, they don't that's only over. five. That, that puts him at 19. Yeah, well, and he's how old, 29? He is 29. He'll be 30 in May. He's kind of like Sergio was. Remember Sergio was like the oldest 29-year-old of all time because he had already been on tour for like 14 years when he was 29? Yep. Rory's kind of the same way, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, Rory, Rory's got Rory's got five, ten years of oh, yeah. just phenomenal physical talent, you know, before he his body falls apart from his swing type. But is he going to – is he going to – is it going to be that important to him? But if it's no. not, I'm okay with that. Like I, that's the whole point I'm trying to make. Like he's I, it doesn't matter that it's not important to him because he's just that good. He is that good. Yeah, I'll tell he, you the he, only the only thing, Caddy and Bob. I'll tell you that this surprised me was that he is that based, Kyle Stanley. Is that who you were talking about? Kyle Stanley. Kyle Stanley. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, we're actually having a conversation about Rory, and we bring in Kyle Stanley. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Which, Bob, that just illustrates how crazy Brian's statement was, doesn't it, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Sorry, Brian. We, I no, believe we were talking tiger-like drive. Muscle, we were talking tiger-like drive and Rory McIlroy, and you brought up Kyle Stanley. Well, I was just – Not he, you. He didn't Caddy know that. Did. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just to make a point. What There's was the point? Guys who have, if, you, if you define the desire and the drive – as being the guys who actually succeed, then there's only one or two guys who have the desire and the drive. But I would define the desire and the drive as clearly if you're putting in that much effort, what else is it but desire and drive? 
Right, but Bob Bob was saying he's too comfortable, which means he's not lead, leading, uh, living up to expectations, which has a lot more to do with talent and uh, potential. And I don't think Kyle Stanley has the talent and potential of a guy like Rory McIlroy, which is why no one is having a have, conversation about why Kyle Stanley's not winning more. Point being, you did that, not is, ask, right? Huh? Not asked whether he had talent. You asked whether he had the desire and the drive to be the best. Lots of people have the desire and the drive to be the best and put in the effort but don't have the ability to get there. So we've got to define this, right? Yeah. If you want to say of the handful of guys who have the ability to do it, you know, it's, but that's a tough thing to, to talk about. This is all totally subjective. Yeah, like, it is. There's lots of yeah. intangibles to it, right? Yep. I mean, who would have, who would at, at age 25 would, or at age 23, would any, would anybody have known that, said that, oh, yeah, VJ's got the talent to win nine, 17 times in two years. You can see it coming. No. No one would have said that. Yeah. You know? But he clearly had the, the work ethic. And, 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 and in your 40s. Oh, yeah. And he clearly had the desire, the drive, and the work ethic, though. So, I mean, yeah. no question. But um, that's a guy, I would argue, look, on that point of VJ, I would argue that he overachieved because of his work ethic to the talent that he actually had. I think he so succeeded. I have a different definition of overachieving than everybody else. Okay. And under it. Anybody who works as hard as VJ, Ben Hogan, Padraig Harrington, um, Gary Player, Greg Norman. Um, actually, this is not going to be a different definition. This is going to go with what she said. Those, like, a lot of people might say, eh, Greg Norman was kind of an underachiever, right? There's people who would say that. However, I'm going to completely disagree with that because Greg Norman could not have worked a half an inch harder to become a great golfer. That guy put in unbelievable efforts and practice time and et cetera. I think Greg Norman was an overachiever by that definition. If you work that hard, you leave no stone unturned, you do everything you can. What else is the definition of overachieving? I got another overachiever for you, and you'll know who exactly who Tom Kite was an overachiever. No question, Tom Kite was an overachiever. He was a guy that wasn't blessed with all the gifts, but he worked harder than anybody else. So you would, you would, you would, by that definition, people who don't work hard are all underachievers, no matter how much they succeed. They're all. You could let let's say just for fun, we had an imaginary golfer who never practiced, just played every now and then, and won fifty-seven tournaments. He's an underachiever. Yeah, that's right. Because he could be better. Right. That's isn't that the definition of under. But most people's definition of underachieving is saying, I think you should have been better because you can hit the ball a long way. It's that simple. Cameron Champ will always be an underachiever because he hits it so far. John Daly will always be an underachiever because he's physically so. He's definitely an underachiever. Oh, man. But I, well, he's an overachiever. No, he's not even John close. John Daly is an overachiever. Not even That's close. The, you, oh. have, you have no idea. That, what defines an what defines an that an guy under- has achieved <laughs> come on. He's not an overachiever. He gets in his like ninth qualifier and wins the PGA championship. That is the definition of overachieving. That's not overachieving. It's not overachieving no, it's not. as ninth alternate. The guy the guy has so much freaking talent that having fun and boozing it up and everything was more important. So some players were sitting around a table one time and, and with John Daly and Tiger Woods went walking by the table, and Daly said, Hey, Tiger, man, where are you going? He's like, I, I'm going to go practice. And he goes, Man, ha- why don't you have a seat and have a beer with us, man? Just hang out. 
And he looked right at Dale and he said, he goes, John, if I had your talent, I'd be sitting right where you are. And he just walked out to go practice. <laughs> yep. And Tiger, he, Tiger's the epitome of having talent, not phys, not only physically but mentally, and putting in the work to get where he is right now. I'll tell I, you whatever. I wouldn't call I Tiger know, an overachiever. I don't know if this story is true, but we can't let the truth stand in the way of a good story, right? right. I have heard, I've heard that Michael Jordan worked out every day during his career at 7.30 a.m., period. No matter what happened the night before, no matter where they traveled from, no matter how much he was hurting, every day, 7.30, boom, working out. That's overachieving. Stuff like that. So if I was going to yell one thing while all this was going on on this show, which I've never had (laughs) before. Can't we all just get along? (laughs) Oh, you think that's an argument? (laughs) It sounds like we're on a regular any other sports show you tune into right now. We're not getting that far down the road. but uh... Wow. Where's Stephen A? Is he coming on next? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, we're... We're right there. So I, I, it is an interesting. It's a, it's an int, depending on the way your perspective is. And John Daly is a great case study. You could say John had so much talent and he kind of pissed it away, if you will. Yeah. Or you could say that guy had really no business ever being a professional golfer. He could have been the the classic Roy McAvoy, you know, and just sitting around at a driving range working down in Arkansas. And yet, you, so you could say he's a complete overachiever. Playing golf with no shirt on and yeah, bare feet. and bare feet, yeah, with a dart in his mouth. I mean, that that's that's what he, <laughs> So you could definitely – it really depends on your perspective on a guy like Daly, whether he was an overachiever or an underachiever. And uh, back to Bob's point – I don't think Rory is an is an underachiever. I think he's I think he has achieved su- su- success in his 20s that most players will never achieve in their That's entire exactly career. That's exactly right. 14 wins, four majors. The guy's been number one in the world, and yet should he like Tiger have the drive and desire to turn that 14 and four into 28 and eight? Maybe, maybe. That's- my, my definition of under and overachieving. It's kind of nice, I think, because it's sort of objective, right? And the definition is, is thus. If you're working as hard as you possibly can, if you're doing everything you can, if you're consumed by and possessed by being the best you can be at the exclusion of many other things, as these other players have been in their life, Tiger Woods, other people, then you are overachieving. If you're not doing that, you are underachieving. I agree 100% with you, Caddy. Now, here's here's the problem, Bob. Here's the problem. What about Jack Nicklaus? Underachiever? No. Well, here's the thing about Jack. Clearly, Jack spent, I would say that Jack certainly didn't practice as much, and he talked about it. He didn't need to hit balls for eight hours a day, right? But that doesn't mean that Jack wasn't putting in a full effort. Right. Jack understood that if he did that, he'd hurt himself. He'd do himself more harm than good, right? He, Jack was, I think, probably the most efficient golfer of all time. I mean, you look at how Jack handled, you know what, Bob, you'd have to put your dad in that category because when you have a family like your father did or like Jack Nicholas did, mm-hmm. and you went to, I mean, Nicholas attended like all of his kids' high school games yeah. and still 
achieve that. That's impossible. Because, I mean, you want to talk about an achievement. How did he do that? Um, you know, he never, he, I think his statement was he was never going to spend more than two weeks away consecutively right. from home yep. his whole career. I mean, he that's the most efficient guy of all time right there. Well, we all know that he just basically watched when he by by attending his kid's game, he, he just watched him on his iPhone from the road. <laughs> they did have the iPhone. When did it go? 1967, the first iPhone? I think yeah. it was 66, something like that. Yeah. That was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Gosh, it was back, like the millennials would say, gosh, that was back before even 2000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, this you, know like what's wrong? you know what's really wrong now? You know what's wrong, Bob? What's irritating? I just thought about this. Someone who was born in the year 2000 can legally drink. <laughs> oh, my. Well, not anymore. It's, it's 18, right? So we need a few more. But, yeah. you know, oh, they, they can go to the military. So, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Anyway. There you go. All right, Caddy. Uh, as, as fun as that was, we went a little over on our segment, so we're going to have to hang up now. But that was a fun discussion. We enjoyed it. The cold weather has inspired us. Yeah, there yes. you go. We'll sit in and talk since we can't get out and play as much. There you go. <laughs> All right, Ken. All right. Have, have a good one. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, hey, man. by the way, you overachieved this week. It's the best of Real Golf Radio. Last year, Callaway's transformative jailbreak technology created an epic shift in ball speed and performance. In fact, it made them the number one driver in golf. Now it's the fairway woods turn. That's right, the new Rogue Fairway is the world's first fairway wood with jailbreak technology. Let me say that again. Callaway has put jailbreak bars into a fairway wood. We're talking about game-changing ball speed here. And, of course, every Rogue Fairway comes equipped with Callaway's legendary 360 face cups. When you put these two things together, which is crazy when you think about it, you get the most powerful fairway wood Callaway has ever created. You'll immediately see a difference in distance and ball speed. But stay humble and let your buddies ask, how the heck did you get there in two? Did you just outdrive me with a three wood? And you could just nod and say, yep, I went rogue. Get the details on the new rogue fairway at CallawayGolf.com. It's time to go rogue with Callaway, the number one fairway woods in golf. At the first tee. Oh, oops. It's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact Sorry. both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. Callaway Golf has been the fastest growing golf ball brand since 2013, and the ChromeSoft golf ball has been a major part of that. ChromeSoft is extremely fast, incredibly soft, and unbelievably easy to control, which is why Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed, and Jim Furyk have changed to ChromeSoft. You have to be willing to change to get better. ChromeSoft and the new ChromeSoft X are in stores now. See what they can do at CallawayGolf.com. ChromeSoft. It's the ball that changed the ball. Your hands. With the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. 
For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. The difference between tour pros and regular golfers is, well, pretty much everything. But when it comes to putting, the best players in the world generate top spin at impact. Most of us do not. The new O-Works Microhinge insert from Odyssey dramatically generates top spin at impact regardless of the putting stroke. Top spin is what gets the ball rolling on its intended line. The Microhinge insert is a new way to roll. The new O-Works Microhinge insert from Odyssey is in stores now. Go to odysseygolf.com to learn more. You're listening to the best of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Joining us right now is our good friend Jason Finley. He's the Global Director of Brand and Product Management for Callaway Golf and specifically works with golf balls. Jason, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? Good, man. I appreciate you taking some time to, to be with us and talk some golf balls. So uh, what have you th- well, I'll just get your Ryder Cup take real quick. What do you think so far? Well, you know, I uh, I think the U.S. got off to a good start, but hasn't been as great as I would hope. But, you know, one of the things I like to say about the Ryder Cup, while I definitely have a rooting interest in the in the U.S. winning, uh, being a Callaway guy, I, I can win either way. <laughs> That's right. I know. I'm, I'm staring down at all these putters. You know, I got you got to Sergio with his Toulon special there, and you got Stenson with, of course, his trusty Odyssey. And I'm looking at all these, going, "Gosh, dang it! Those are the putters I love to to to, to use." And I get they're turning on my own team right now. Hate that. Yeah. Well, I so I kind of feel like they're all I, uh, they're all on my team. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So you can adopt them all. Okay. Yeah. So I can't lose. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. That does ease the conscience just a little bit. Okay. I'm with you. Fact, it makes it even better to watch. There you go. All right. Good stuff. Hey, I'm excited to talk to you today about Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X. Every week on the show, I, I, I talk about it and I, and I post it on Twitter. And when I'm on the golf course, people are saying, you know, tell me what you like about the Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X is what I play. And I tell people, look, you're doing yourself a disservice if you haven't tried them out. And I think people look at it and they say, yeah, graphene, I don't know, that seems a little bit gimmicky. All I'll tell you is that this year my handicap is lower than it's ever been. I'm hitting the golf ball better than I ever have. I'm making more putts. So something's working, and it certainly isn't that the golf ball is inferior. That's for sure. So tell me a little bit about what graphene is doing. And I'll say this as well, Jason, is I hit, I'm hitting the golf ball. I went down to, to Blades from a little bit more game improvement i went to blades and i expected to hit the ball shorter ball's going further this year so my take is is that graphene has something to do with it yeah the the graphene definitely has something to do with it and you know it's it's far from a gimmick and I, i get that question a lot right of oh that's just a marketing story that you're telling but you know we're we're pretty stuck in our ways of we're not going to put something in there, particularly something as expensive as graphene, if it's not going to do anything for us. So, um, you know, what, what it really did for us is it allowed us to make the inner core significantly larger on the golf ball and softer at the same time. And then so what you have is a result of a, a smaller outer core, and but it's really light and strong, which is great because that allows the ball to not only get faster, but it's also going to give it better spin separation, which, to your point, is going to lead to more distance. So what that means is you're going to have the lower spin on the full shots where you don't want it, right? That's where you're going to get 
the, the longer distance, and then it gives you more spin around the green. So it's really the best of both worlds. And really that, that combination is, is what's helping golfers hit it farther. And we've done a, a ton of work in, in various places uh, this year, and we've been doing ball speed challenges with with our Chrome Soft models against the kind of leading competitive set. And, you know, we're averaging over five yards more in distance and a couple miles an hour more ball speed with a seven iron. So that's meaningfully different. And, you know, even someone like, like you're talking about going to blades, you're going to see that difference and it's going to, you know, maybe make up for any of the, the distance loss that you would see from a game improvement type of iron. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I ta- one of the neat things that I saw on your website at CallawayGolf.com is this little advertorial or, or sort of insight, video insight about the what when you are creating – and maybe it was one of your partners that did this now that I'm thinking about it, but you, when you remove something from a golf ball, you have to put something, you want to put something in, you have to remove something. Talk yep. about that whole like, give and take. So you're trying to always improve the ball, but you then have to go to some of these different materials in order to make it possible. huh? Yeah, that that's really what, you know, graphene did. And without it, we couldn't do what we did with the core this year. So if we were to make the inner core as large as it is and the outer core as thin as it is, Without graphene, it wouldn't work, um, primarily because the ball wouldn't stay together. And that would happen for a couple reasons. One, the outer core just wouldn't be strong enough, but you also have a really large, this is getting really in the weeds here, but differentiation in the compression between the inner and the outer core. And if you do that, that leads to to problems as well. So, you know, doing all those things – you know, you're right, and that was a piece we did with Wired Magazine, by the way. There you go. Um, and, you know, as we go through the design process, it's it's iterative, right? So we go through multiple iterations to find the right combination of, you know, performance and durability and all those things that, that really matter uh, to make sure that we have the highest-performing ball that, that people are going to love. Jason Finley from Callaway Golf joining us here on Real Golf Radio, talking golf balls. Let's break it down to the simplest form. You talk about layers, and and I get it. I mean, I've, we've had these conversations over and over. But if someone's just listening, what is the layer? What does that mean? Because I think the idea that someone's saying, okay, I'm going to go for a, this is the long drive hole, so I'm going to pull out the the rock flight or the hardest golf ball I can get because I want to hit it the furthest. That's not necessarily the case anymore. Talk about how the different clubs interact with the different layers that cause the, the, the reaction that you want, whether it's distance or spin or what have you. Yeah, you're right. It, it's, it's definitely different from, you know, back in, I'll call them my younger years, you know, where I would play in a scramble and I would pull out the, you know, hardest ball I could find to hit it off the tee, and then I'd, you know, switch to my tour ballata around the greens or into the greens. Um, It's a totally different world today where, you know, you have, you know, not only the solid cores, which is way different, which has enabled us to get more speed in in the tour balls, but, you know, adding... And it's not just adding layers for layers' sake. That that's not the answer either. Um, but it, it's really about finding the best combination and and thinking about you know the thickness and the firmness and the you know all the things that go into each piece of the golf ball and really optimizing them and making them work together. So you know we can make a five-piece ball uh, or a six-piece ball if we want to. 
but that hasn't been the best way we've found out to have it all work together. And the Chrome Soft is a four-piece golf ball, so it has you know a dual core, which is really an inner core surrounded by an outer core, and then a mantle layer, and then the cover. So each of those serves a very significant purpose. But again, if you go back to making the inner core larger, outer core thinner, you know, all that's going to help with spin separation. The mantle is going to help with the speed. The cover is going to help with spin and control around the green as well as feel. So each of those variables is very important to the overall performance. And really it's about getting them all working together in concert. So as far as picking between Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X, what's the easiest solution? Because what I found, and again, I don't know if this is, this is accurate scientifically or what have you, but I found that with the greens that I play and that the surfaces that I that I'm hitting into, I tend to spin the Chrome Soft a little bit more than I wanted to, and the Chrome Soft X goes in and gives me that kind of stop, you know, sort of hop and stop rather than the zip back kind of with you know when I'm coming in with some of my scoring irons, my low low irons and wedges is and that's and I figure they're both equally long off the tee. I, I I just I couldn't really tell a difference. Am I wrong on this or am I going down the right road? Um. You're halfway there, maybe, okay. I'll say. Um, you know, overall, if you hit them, you know, exactly the same in multiple different conditions, what we would call the spin profile through the bag uh, is pretty similar between the two golf balls. So, um, but, you know, things like trajectory and launch angle are going to change a little bit. So, um, you know, the way you, the ball fly, you know, lands in the green has a little bit to do with how it flies through the air and the angle of descent and, you know, the, the peak apex height and things like that as well, which is going to vary a little bit through the bag. I would say that the, overall the simplest way to tell the difference between the two or to pick one is in feel, right? So the X is going to be a little bit firmer feeling golf ball um, and the, the Chrome Soft is going to be a little bit softer. There's also, you know, there's something in, you know, the, the faster you swing, uh, that slightly firmer compression, you might get a little bit better results, um, particularly if you're at the, the, the far end of the range. Um, but someone like myself that's kind of in the middle, you know, I hit, for example, I hit the X a little bit farther off the driver, but I hit it a little bit shorter on my iron. So to me, it's really, I'm going to be a little bit longer either way. It's just a matter of where I would rather be a little bit longer. So for me, in my game, I like a softer feel, and I want to hit my irons a little bit farther. So I choose the Chrome Soft. So I would think, you know, bottom line, feel is the biggest differentiator between the two. Um, but then, you know, the best way to really figure it out is to, to go play with them both. That's exactly it. And whichever one makes you most comfortable, go with it. They're, they're tremendous golf balls, either one of them. I, I love playing both of them. And I, I guess I, in my own head, and sometimes, you know, golf is a lot in your mind, right? So whatever <laughs> I'm kind of feeling that day, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll mix it up a little bit. Hey, before we let you go, and I really appreciate your time, Jason Finley, Callaway Golf, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You've got some golf balls out for the Ryder Cup. Talk about the uh, Truvis balls that are available out there. Yeah, so we have a um, uh, Stars and Stripes Truvis golf ball that we did uh, earlier earlier this summer that we, we brought back uh, in, the, in the last little bit here. Um, you know, obviously it's got, you know, U.S. theme, and it's, been, it's done really well. It's red, white, and blue with the stars and the stripes. And then we also have a European edition um, that has the, the European – flag on it in in the pattern as well so we've had a little bit of fun with it and so we have the the truvis stars and stripes edition and the truvis europe version uh that are 
out there now, and I've seen some really cool pictures uh, leading up to, to this week to, to really have people showcasing, kind of doing it themselves and having a little inner battle, whether it's in their group or even with themselves. Uh, as they're playing both of them. So it's been fun to, to see. And, you know, Truvis gives us the opportunity to do some really unique and different things. And, you know, we're going to continue to build on doing kind of these unique drops uh, over time to, to really pique some interest and in, in getting even more people trying the, the Truvis golf ball. It's the best of Real Golf Radio. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800 485 6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992.
You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Once again, thank you so much for joining us on this best of edition of Real Golf Radio. Back live with you coming up next week here on Real Golf Radio. Of course, you can access us online at realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at Real Golf. And this segment and show brought to you in part by Callaway Golf. Go to callawaygolf.com slash gift guide for the holiday gift guide for the golfer on your list available at callawaygolf.com slash gift guide. And uh, one thing to mention is you can get a Chrome Soft personalized for free up through yeah. the 14th. So an opportunity to jump on and order a dozen golf balls or two or three or four. You know, the best thing is to get a six dozen pack showing up. That is a <laughs> real nice gift. And if you customize those with a, maybe a special number for the golfer on your list, maybe a little special saying or nickname typed on the side of it as well, I think that would be a massive hit uh, in uh, Underneath the Tree come Christmas morning. So I uh, highly recommend that, and there's a ton of other suggestions available at CallawayGolf.com slash gift guide. Um, what's your favorite uh, golf gift, Bob, that you've ever received? If, you, if I put you on the spot here. My favorite golf gift I've ever received. Wow. Um, I would think it would have to be a golf bag. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. A new golf bag is refreshing. They take a beating yes. over the year, don't they? Oh, yes. Or two or three or four. Some guys are rocking... You know, you know, vintage bags from the the late '80s uh, mm-hmm. that you see out there. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Golf bag's a good one. Uh, golf shoes. I can't get enough uh, golf shoes. Uh, I highly Isn't recommend. That's the truth. Yeah, I just man, I <laughs> I love me a nice pair of golf shoes. So uh, I'm all about that. Uh, golf bag's a good suggestion. You know, yeah, wedges. I like wedges too. Yeah, you know, and the the only key to buying somebody wedges is to just check their bag and check the uh, the actual. Uh, loss. loss that they use yeah. for wedges because you know i use 54 uh 58s uh, other guys use uh, 52 56 60s so you, you just want to check the lofts and make sure that you got those but yeah new wedges shoot you can't get yeah. sharp grooves fast enough right yep that's right how about some it new grips help you score better nobody wants to that's buy good. new grips but everybody needs them that's a good one. Oh yeah New grips for sure. So anyway, some good suggestions for you. Uh, enjoy shopping this time of year for the golfer on your list. All right, that'll do it for us. Again, thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer, who did a great job. For Bob, I'm Brian. Uh, stay tuned. Hour number two, the back nines coming up next. Radio News. I'm Wendy King. America's 45th president leads the nation in grieving for the 41st. Surrounded by family, George H.W. Bush died on Friday night at his home in Houston. When he ran for the GOP presidential nomination in 1980, he was said to have one of the most impressive resumes in politics. Congressman from Texas, U.N. ambassador, envoy to China, the head of the Republican Party, and the director of the CIA. Though he lost to Ronald Reagan, he was asked to join the ticket. George Bush was the candidate for vice president. He served as a loyal vice president for eight years before becoming the 41st president in 1989. I, George Herbert Walker Bush, do solemnly swear. George H.W. Bush was 94. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hey, I'm Brant. So there's this guy named Jordan... 
He's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. And he goes to the doctor, true story, he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched earlier from medical insurance to MediShare, where Christians share each other's medical bills. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny, was, is this actually going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. So if you want to find out more, here is a number for you. 855-90-PSALM. That's 855-90-PSALM. A North Korean soldier has escaped and made his way across a still heavily fortified border to defect to South Korea. Reporter Alex Jensen in Seoul. It was just over a year ago that a North Korean soldier survived multiple gunshot wounds by his own comrades as he escaped across land into the south. What's interesting and could now set back into Korean cooperation is that this latest case is the first known defection since the Koreas each destroyed 10 frontline guard posts and demined part of their border area on Friday. The Kansas City Chiefs released running back Kareem Hunt after video surfaced that showed the NFL's reigning rushing champion knocking over and kicking a woman in a Cleveland hotel last February. The team issued a statement shortly after the NFL had placed Hunt on its commissioner exemption list. It said Hunt had lied when asked about the incident by team officials. This is USA Radio News. The following update is for drivers who pay too much for car insurance due to DUIs, DWIs, tickets, or anything else. Our company specializes in low-cost SR22 auto insurance. We know that mistakes happen and offer free quotes for very affordable auto insurance meant specifically for you, the overpaying high-risk driver. The quote is free and we'll handle the filing so you could start saving money. Call 800-758-0725. The world's largest hotel chain is the latest company to have to explain why their data was compromised. USA Radio's Chris Barnes has more on the story. Marriott says someone breached its Starwood guest reservation database and that it's potentially exposed information belonging to over 500 million of its guests. The hotel chain says it discovered the breach last week and is taking steps to fix the security breakdown. Marriott says the database included information on guests who'd made reservations at Starwood hotels on or before September 10th of this year. Some of the compromised info includes credit and debit card numbers and their expiration date. Marriott has set up a website and a call center to answer questions about the breach. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. A strong earthquake has struck near Anchorage, Alaska. With more, here's John Clemens. Seismologists at the U.S. Geological Survey report a very strong earthquake at Port McKenzie that is seven miles outside of Anchorage. Seismologist Paul Caruso. The uh, magnitude was seven. The location was approximately... 13 kilometers or about seven miles north of Anchorage, Alaska. Russo tells us this was a very strong earthquake. Yeah, it's very strong. People felt intense shaking there, and uh, there's significant damage, of course. I'm John Clemens. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. 
Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio, a special Thanksgiving weekend edition, the best of Real Golf Radio. Thanks for being with us. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, Dave Glauser, our producer, and a very special happy Thanksgiving weekend to each one of you. Thank you for accessing the show, taking us along with you on your holiday travels. We uh, certainly appreciate that and for being with us. RealGolfRadio.com, of course, is the website, and you can access us on Twitter at RealGolfConvenient, anytime listening there through our SoundCloud account and, and other venues. Say, hey, still to come here. On hour number two of Real Golf Radio, we're going to welcome in uh, Tony Finau. We talked to him at his Tony Finau Foundation. Also, Johnny Miller, a two-part interview with Johnny as he looks back on his Hall of Fame broadcast career with NBC. Of course, Johnny will be hanging it up after the Phoenix Open, coming up in February of 2019. And uh, Johnny, kind enough to spend quite a bit of time with us visiting and uh, reminiscing, recollecting some of the interviews and experiences and even some of the things he wish he could have back. Uh, You'll hear that coming up here momentarily on this best of edition of Real Golf Radio. And it's brought to you in part by Callaway Golf. Check out Callaway Golf and the new Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X, the ball that changed the ball. And by the way, through the 14th at CallawayGolf.com, you can get free customization and personalization of your Callaway Chrome Soft Golf Ball. Go to CallawayGolf.com. Holiday slash tag gift guide for your holiday gift guide for uh, customized golf balls and so much more for the golfer on your list at CallawayGolf.com. And uh, looking forward to hearing from Tony. You know, Tony had a really nice holiday uh, this week with the Tony's Turkeys, hashtag Tony's Turkeys and Traeger Grills, where he was looking to feed um, those that were less fortunate. And uh, just really Tony being Tony uh, once again, Bob. Yeah, a thousand turkeys is what he and Traeger Grills um, did and uh, just giving it to less fortunate um, people. Um, he remembers that he grew up in the type of situation where he didn't always have um, food or um, the things that the season kind of goes along with, and he wants to make it better for others. And uh, I, it's so cool to uh, for him to be able to um, represent Traeger and for them to 
um, get those thousand turkeys and get it to those people in the Rose Park area of Salt Lake City. Yeah, really neat stuff. And uh, you can uh, join the uh, movement at uh, hashtag Tony's Turkeys at Traeger uh, on uh, Twitter as well. So uh, you heard from Tony and his foundation event uh, where he held at Alpine Country Club earlier this year. And then our two-part conversation with Johnny Miller, the Hall of Famer and Hall of Fame broadcaster as well. As we continue here on this Thanksgiving weekend, best of edition. Thanks for joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. New Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a Tour Urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. The difference between tour pros and regular golfers is, well, pretty much everything. But when it comes to putting, the best players in the world generate top spin at impact. Most of us do not. The new O-Works Micro Hinge Insert from Odyssey dramatically generates top spin at impact regardless of the putting stroke. Top spin is what gets the ball rolling on its intended line. The Micro Hinge Insert is a new way to roll. The new O-Works Micro Hinge Insert from Odyssey is in stores now. Go to odysseygolf.com to learn more. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. Callaway's transformative jailbreak technology created an epic shift in ball speed and performance. In fact, it made them the number one driver in golf. Now it's the fairway wood's turn. The new Rogue Fairway is the world's first fairway wood with jailbreak technology. And, of course, every Rogue Fairway comes equipped with Callaway's legendary 360 face cups, making Rogue the most powerful fairway wood Callaway has ever created. Get the distance on the new Rogue Fairway at CallawayGolf.com. Go Rogue with Callaway, the number one fairway woods in golf. The first tee can teach young people how to hit a driver's tee or how to stop a ball out of a bunker. But true success is measured by how well they perform off the golf course, by how well they use values like confidence, perseverance, and integrity okay. in their daily lives. The first tee helps young men and women become better golfers, but even more important, better people. Get involved. Visit thefirsttee.org. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. Four. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? <clears throat> and that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. 
yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Your hands. With the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. And now, the best. Rewind. Cue it up. Of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Hey, really excited to be joined by Tony Finau right here. He's the 12th member of the U.S. Ryder Cup team, and we're here at uh, Alpine Country Club in his foundation tournament, the Tony Finau Foundation. It's been uh, really a whirlwind 24 hours as you finish up the BMW, fly on a jet across country, dance for your fans and uh, all the supporters <laughs> of the foundation, and then host a tournament again here today. Uh, how you feeling? How you soaking all this in? I feel great. Yeah, I feel great. It's got a nice ring to it, the uh, Ryder Cup teammate. So I'm excited about that. And uh, the last 24 hours have been hectic. But, man, these are the type of experiences that dreams are made of. And so, um, you know, in- incredibly pleased just with our turnout here at the foundation event. And, you know, obviously with the Ryder Cup, uh, really excited about that. I've kind of had some time to soak it in now and enjoy it. But uh, I look forward to just getting over there and, and just adding some of my skill and talent to the team that's already, a team that's already incredible. So um, whatever, you know, I had a conversation with Jim, whatever whatever he needs from me, um, I'm willing to do. So um, I'm just I'm excited to be part of a camaraderie like that and a team like the Ryder Cup. It's something that I've dreamed of my whole life. And to, to be on a team like that is, um, is satisfying and special. But at the same time, um, we've, got a, we've got a goal as a team, and that's to bring the cup back. It's been a long time since we've done that. And we feel like we have we have the guys to do it this time, so um, our focus is going to kind of kind of turn that way, and um, I'm, I'm just excited to be a part of it. As you know, my, the Ryder Cup was one of my dad's favorite events. Yeah. Seven times he played, oh. eight time he was a captain, and he's got the most points. But it looks like <laughs> Phil's going to win a few matches and take it away from him. At the beginning of the year, we walked with your dad in San Diego, and he told us one of the goals that you had for the year was to make the Ryder Cup team. How did that all come about? What did you need to do? to get to that point yeah well I, I first I needed belief and confidence in myself that right. I can reach that type of goal um, you know people probably laugh at me a couple years ago thinking I could be on a Ryder Cup team or, or whatever but you know that's uh, you know goals like that are what, what drives me to try to continue to get better and it's something that I had on my mind all year all season I knew it's something that I could accomplish and um, when I didn't make the top eight uh, and play my way onto the team I, I wanted to prove that I could be a pick and and so being able to do that, you know, and play well when I really needed, knew I needed to, as far as the Ryder Cup was concerned, um, gave, you know, gives me a lot of confidence moving forward. Um, you know, I, I knew, you know, my game was, in, and, and I was on kind of under a magnifying glass, if you will, with the captains right. and those who were picking the guys. Um, you know, the Ryder Cup team seems to be about guys that are in, just meaning uh, they don't really like new guys, it seems like. Um, and I'm a new guy, so I need to prove to them that I belong on the team and, and play my way onto that team. So um, I've got a lot of support from the, 
from the guys on the team, which is something that means so much to me. I've heard nothing but great things about the guys that are already on the team as far as how much they respect me, how much um, they're cheering for me to be on the squad and, and playing my way on the team. So um, that means a lot to me and carries a lot of weight and just, uh, again, just excited to be on the team. You know, golf is something we love. It's a fun game. We love to play it. I play it more than any other sport. But as a as a sports fan, there are a lot of events that I would say are my favorite sporting events. And the Ryder Cup for me is in my top two for sure. I mean, this is a real team aspect in an otherwise individual sport, right? Yeah. How cool is it growing up playing team sports, choosing golf, and now being a part of a team again within the sport that you're playing professionally? Yeah, it's so cool because it's different than what we're used to. We're not used to playing as a team. We're used to playing individually. And... Um, so just having that aspect and having teammates, having a coach, if you will, a captain, mm -hmm. having other captains, um, and just having that camaraderie with guys, um, man, I think it's going to bring out the best in us. I really do. And it's it's a different part of this game. And to be a part of it, again, like you mentioned, you know, the Ryder Cup is, is one of the greatest sporting events in all of sports, not just in the game of golf. I, I, think, it's yeah. the, I think it's the greatest thing in the game of golf. Yeah. Um, between that and the Masters, to me, you know, those are the two. Those are the two greatest events in golf. But in sports in general, I feel like the Ryder Cup is is that special because we get Americans to cheer for us, yeah. you know, and and people that love the United States of America and people that are from here are, are just proud of the team that we've assembled and they're cheering for us. So it's it's a whole different feel. But uh, the good the good news is it's a it's a not a different game. It's the same game that we all know how to play. And I look forward to just playing my game and, and putting some birdies up and putting some points up for Team USA. What are what are your strengths? What what do you bring to the team that, that can help bring that cup back? Yeah, first of all, I, I know I'm a team player. So whatever the captain needs on my behalf, I feel like my attitude and um, just the way that I am, I can mesh well with anybody on the team. Just meaning I, I can play with any guys. My personality is, is that way. And... Um, just evidence of my golf game, I can make birdies, and that's what you need in match play. Yes, you do. Um, you can you can make some mistakes, but if, if you make a lot more birdies than you do mistakes, um, you're going to win matches. So, um, you know, I have a great track record when it comes to match play. Mm -hmm. I've won the State Am. You know, I've won some matches this year on the, at the WGC against some great players. So I have a great track record when it comes to match play, and it's just because of that I can make some birdies. So I, I expect to, to make some birdies and – um, and just bring some points to, to the USA team. You played that golf course. What can you tell us about it, and how does it fit your game there? Yeah, it's a it's a golf course that's a, a little more tight and um, a little bit more of probably like a shot maker's golf course. But it all it's all dependent on the on the weather. If it blows hard, the golf course is going to play tough. You're going to see some pars winning holes. Mm. There's water every everywhere. Almost every hole has water. But if the, if the wind doesn't blow, which it didn't when we practiced, we made a lot of birdies in in, in practice. And, and I expect it to be, you know, a lot of birdies to be made if the weather isn't bad. So it's it's all going to be weather dependent. But, you know, I, I proved to myself, you know, no matter type, what type of golf course, um, you know, my skill sets, um, you know, I can I can make I can make birdies anywhere. How many drivers did you hit there? I hit like four to five, but I can hit six to eight if the weather allows me to. And if I really need to. And that's the great thing about match play. You know, I'm playing with a partner who is in the fairway and I know it's it's a hole I can take advantage of with, you know, getting a driver up there or something. Um, you know, I can start to play a little bit more aggressive. So that's when the team aspect of it comes into play. And you're not only just thinking about uh, you, but you have another teammate that can help you. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to make the aggressive play. So definitely some cat and mouse as far as strategy. 
Um, but that's that's a great that's a great thing about team golf and, and team things in golf. Hey, uh, real quick before we let you go, your foundation event uh, going on, uh, a lot of great things that are coming from this. It's yeah. grown over the years, and yeah. you've had some exciting announcements this week. Yeah, really exciting announcement. We've got the Tony Fiena Foundation Learning Center that has, you know, we're, we're breaking ground on. And, you know, I wanted to let everybody know that was part of it, that that's our next big goal. And, um, you know, I mentioned last night in, in, in speaking, I was surrounded by a lot of great people, you know, my parents being one of them and instilling a lot of confidence in me. And that's what I want to do with this learning center is, you know, kids to know that we care and to, to hopefully just help them and assist with their parents. We're not trying to take over the parent role, but to, to just be a support group for them and, and to know that people care and give them the confidence to go out into the world and make a difference. So that's what we're trying to do at the, at the learning center. And it's pretty exciting news for me. It's something that I'm really proud of and, um, man, hopefully we can get that thing up and running as fast as possible. Well, well done, and uh, we wish you all the best. Of course, East Lake first, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. We got we got a, fun, a FedEx Cup uh, <laughs> tournament to, to get underway next week, so I'm I'm excited for the opportunity they have to to win the FedEx Cup. I can honestly say that because yep. it's in, in you know it's I control yeah, yeah I can control my own destiny. I haven't won all season, but uh, it'd be a damn timely win uh, <laughs> yeah. to to win next week. So yeah. uh, I'm excited just to have that opportunity. I know um, all the chips are on the table. If I win next week, I win the FedEx Cup. And that's a great feeling to have, you know, not there's only five guys. There's only five guys that can say that this week and I'm one of them. So um, it speaks to kind of the, the consistency I've had all year. And, and again, it'd be, a, it'd be a pretty dang timely win. So I look forward to playing next week. All right. Well, all the best. And uh, thanks again for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, right. guys. It's the best of Real Golf Radio. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517-800-932-5517-800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. 
Call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You're listening to the best of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Hi, right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thank you so much for joining us and really pleased to welcome our next guest who's a Hall of Famer and really needs no introductions, although he did win 25 times on the PGA Tour, a pair of major championships, shot that final round 63 in 1973 to capture the U.S. Open at Oakmont and, of course, has been uh, entertaining us and calling the shots in golf for so many years, announces his retirement uh, this month, and we're pleased to welcome in the man, the myth, and the legend, Johnny Miller, joining us once again here on the show. Johnny, good morning. Yeah, nice to be on the show, Brian. Uh, yeah, it's been a wild uh, last week, I can tell you that. My phone is red hot. I'll bet. I'll bet. I really appreciate you uh, working us in and taking a few minutes for us. We've really enjoyed talking to you over the years. You've been very, very kind to us and sharing with uh, with us and our listeners your thoughts on the game of golf. Um, kind of just maybe just start out with uh, what went into this decision and, and how long have you been uh, planning this announcement? Well, you know, I'm 71 and a lot of my friends are all retired. It's like, what the heck, what the heck am I doing working, you know? <laughs> so I kept putting it off year after year, you know. I, I started having like one-year contracts. And, and um, I mean, it was a great job. Don't get me wrong. Just a fantastic job, and it's a very rare job uh, to be a lead analyst. But um, I don't know. I sort of knew it was, it was right. You know, I, I left the tour before I needed to, and I, I sort of wanted to keep that same – um, modus operandi. So, uh, I'm leaving a little bit before guys are saying, "Get him out of there! He's getting old. We can't think anymore." <laughs> so, so I don't know. It, it was it was a good time to go, and um, and you know I've done pretty much everything I ever wanted to do. Not only playing, but um, with the announcing gig, I I never thought that um, I'd be able to do reasonably well and. You know, I have such a good team around me. Dan Hicks, 20 years with him. That's the longest anyone's ever been with a partner. And, you know, just guys like Malpe and Coke. And just, there's so many good people on our team and made it sort of easy for me. So, uh, but, I, but I knew it was, it was time. And so I'm happy I, I made the decision. I'm not sure how happy I'm going to be in less three months when I'm bored in the winter here in Utah. But, uh, but, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. 
you know, so much of the golf commentary is those guys and Gary Koch and Roger Malby, and, you know, all throwing it back to you. And when they give their commentary, they say, I really think so, Johnny. And so we're not going to hear Johnny anymore. I mean, that, that name Johnny just was part of the broadcast for, for so long. And, and at the same time, you know, you, you, came about it a little bit differently you called the shots that was the name of your book you said some of the things you most you had a really good eye obviously for the game and, and you would call it like you would see it and sometimes you were dead on and sometimes you were completely wrong but you called the shots and made it interesting that made you a bit polarizing i'm sure you heard both sides of the love johnny hate johnny kind of thing as a commentator a commentator huh well people want to look good the players want to look good on national tv i don't blame them. i want to look good too and i was on that red light went on but you know the guy Guys hit nice high fades for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, the last three holes, he's pulled duck hook, and you know, he might be joking, you know. So, I mean, you might as well say it, you know. So, uh, you know, I was, that's the way I viewed my own game, and I'd be the first one to say I had the yips and that I sort of gagged down the stretch. And that was, to me, the greatest part of golf is really how well you handle pressure. That's why everybody loved Tiger Woods, because he was so good under pressure, and Nicholas and Trevino and a lot of these guys are just phenomenal under pressure. And so, you know, that's, I sort of studied people and how they handled pressure before I became an announcer. And, and that, that to me was the most fascinating part. And, uh, so yeah, not everybody loved that kind of, um, you know, I said, I undressed them, didn't pull their underwear down, but I pulled <laughs> the best to close off. But, uh, you know, I just feel like that, um, uh, I just did it my way and, and I, I'm sort of, um, a bold person I'm not really afraid of too much. And so I, I basically just called it like I saw it. And uh, people, like when I'm back east, you know, everybody, hey, Johnny, we love you. Keep telling it like it is. You know, that's, that's what they that's what they always say. You know, that's what I'm known for is being honest and telling it like it is. And those aren't too bad things to be called. Johnny Miller joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Looking back on it, do you have some favorite moments? Do you have some things that just stand out to you as, man, you know, I've done a lot of golf broadcasts, but that one that one was really cool? Well, you know, obviously my first event in 1990, uh, Peter Jacobson, who my, is my partner at the time in the team championship, you know, a good buddy. He's played a lot of practice rounds together. He's got that downhill lie on the 72nd hole over water, and I said, you know, this is the perfect, shot to choke on because you try to hit it high uh, like you do at 15 at a gust they try to hit it high off the down slope and you hit it fat or thin in the water or block it right and and i didn't say he was going to choke it i said this is a perfect shot to sort of make it look that way and and all his friends i guess told him that i said that he was going to choke on the shot and he was mad at me he told me for like eight months until the anheuser bush and he probably said i finally saw that tape and he didn't say i was going to choke and I've been mad at you for eight months, and you know. But a lot of people, that's that's the way they look, unless they see the circumstances uh, of what's happening and whatever. They easy to take a moment of just a little thought that you throw out there, uh, unless you hear the whole thing. Uh, you know, it sometimes doesn't look too good. But but you know that that one was the first time anybody ever said the word choke on TV in golf, and that's sort of people boy did they did they. Uh, I caused a lot of commentary that next week about, I'm I going to talk about the choke factor. And, you know, and then the, I think the Ryder Cup at Kiowa was, I think that was the greatest TV golf I'd ever seen and still, still to this day, even though it had the miracle of Brookline and, and even this year's Ryder Cup, how great the Europeans looked and how much they liked and loved each other and played as a team. And I mean, it just, 
you know, Tiger's win at the 2000 U.S. Open was the greatest performance I ever saw. And that some for some reason that Open at Torrey Pines against Rocco Media stands out a lot, how he sort of stole that away from Rocco. But I don't know, there's a million things like that. But I was able to cover Tiger's whole career now from the, yeah, I was there at the National Juniors with my sons when he won a couple of those, three in a row, and then I covered two of you at the amateurs, Buddy Marucci at Newport and then at Pumpkin Ridge with Steve Scott, and then covered his whole career. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's history, man, to be able to say you covered pretty much the whole shebang of Tiger's career. And uh, so, yeah, those are the things I think about. So we, as you recall those, and I'm hearing you say Buddy Marucci, Steve Scott, I remember watching those, but I couldn't remember those names until you just ripped them off there. You said you're yeah. 71. I'm only 44, and I have a hard time remembering. Golfers tend to remember certain things. As a, as a commentator, do you find yourself remembering those same things? I mean, is it, it does it stick? Do you feel like that's one of the, the skill sets that you had to have, was the, the ability to, to, to remember uh, those things over and over and recall those in your broadcast? I wouldn't. I wouldn't give myself better than a C in that regard. I, I'm really good at uh, being observant and really seeing the finite stuff as it's happening, and uh, you know what is happening that day. But uh, you know, I'm not a, a great history memory guy, even though I do certain things stick, obviously, for everybody. But um, you know, when I'm talking about names, um, usually I won't talk about uh, names unless I have a little paper in front of me. I write down the names so I don't have a memory blank on on national tv you know i put my finger on the name like steve scott okay you know i mean like i didn't do that this time but uh yeah you're right you don't want to but i did sort of train dan hicks i said you know i'm not good at names my dad wasn't good at names some of my sons aren't good at names good at numbers but um you know if i sort of pause on somebody's name and you know what it is just sort of fill it in for me you know so so he was he was good that way when I needed it. only happened a couple times a year, but um, it was nice to know he had my back. Hey, Johnny, pull the curtain back a little bit. And, you know, we've had the, the chance to see you in the broadcast booth and to visit with you on, on days before you go on the air. And you spend quite a bit of time out on the golf course and in your preparation for your broadcast. Talk about what your routine was in as you prepared uh, before a tournament. My dad said, if you want to be the best, you got to be willing to do things other guys aren't willing to do. And uh, not, no announcers ever went out on the course and putted the greens or charted the green or went down in the bunkers and said, okay, if you had 100 balls from here, what's the average shot? Six feet, okay, anything better than that's a great shot. You know, I just did all that and, you know, charted on, on uh, notes and everything else, all the breaks and the fall lines. And I introduced the public to fall lines and, you know, and uh, sideboards and backboards and just a lot of things, uh, you know, chunk and run. All those things are Johnny Johnnyisms, you know. And now they're golf lexions. So um, I didn't do that on, re- on any purpose except for that's just the way I called them. But uh, you know, doing the homework does give you confidence. If you feel like you're doing things other guys aren't doing, it can set you apart and and uh, bring you on the forefront. So um, yeah, I wasn't as chummy. Uh, tell me with the players because I was trying to represent the public and really let them know and learn from the great shots the players hit and also learn from the mistakes and um, and that that I think the players knew that I was sort of more uh, trying to push the game along and push uh, the viewer along more than just tell that wedge shot 40 feet from the hole was a great shot you know I'm, I wasn't big on that kind of stuff so I mean I, I wasn't going to if I said it was a great shot 
I believe it was truly a great shot. It wasn't a shot that was just a seed shot or so-so shot. And we don't get up and down in golf. We get up and in, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's another one. It changed the vernacular. It don't say up and down anymore. It's like, hey, nice up and in. Uh, yeah. that, that came from Johnny. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, when you look back on it, I'm sure, obviously, with that style, you say how it is. I'm sure there were some times when you look back on it and you go, ah, man, I got that right, and probably that was a little unfair. Uh, do you have some moments of regret in some of the things that you, you – some of the calls you made? Brian, I'm trying to forget those ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the Ryder Cup that, uh, you know, at uh, Brookline when, you know, Justin Leonard hadn't won a match and he had thrown away a previous match and – and um, I sort of got down on him because, you know, there were other guys that could have been playing. And, uh, you know, and he, he finally in that uh, Saturday match, I said, he, the only place Justin Leonard should be right now is home watching it on TV. And that, that didn't go over real big, but it did give, they put it in the locker room and um, and sort of rallied around that, believe it or not, um, supposedly. I, that's not coming from me. That's coming from the team room uh, guys. And um, that one wasn't too good. And Craig, Terry, when he uh, um, when he hit that shot at Drow uh, during the the, the the Sunday round, I said that swing is just just not a good swing. He has a big old come over, and then right at the bottom, he cups his left wrist and his left arm uh, folds weird. And I said then they then Hogan puked. I found that puked didn't go real well on TV either. So that that was I, I by the way I apologize. I had a routine that I would apologize within 24 hours, which is not a bad um, habit for all of us out there, even in regular life. When you make a bogey or double bogey and you feel bad about it, have the guts to call the guy up or go see him and say, hey, I just, I made a double or I made a bogey there. Sorry about that. It won't happen again. So that, that was my sort of technique of um, trying to have enough guts to do that and, and bridge any uh you know things I said that I shouldn't have said, but um, there weren't that many of them. But but there were more than anybody else did. Let's put it that way. It's the best of real golf radio. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. Four. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, 
Almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win by your best golf. When Callaway first equipped their drivers with jailbreak technology, they completely changed the game. A new bar for ball speed had been set, and golfers everywhere started to take notice. So what, you think they were just going to call it a day? Not a chance. Nope, they took their most epic technology and went rogue. The new rogue driver has taken jailbreak distance and made it more forgiving than ever. The new jailbreak bars are lighter and stronger, which allows rogue to redistribute its weight throughout the head. When you have a reshaped, more forgiving head, well, you get more forgiveness. Forgiveness you didn't even think was possible out of a driver that fast. No more playing it safe, folks. Tight fairway? Bomb it anyway. Water in play? Clear it. That's the power of the jailbreak effect. And that's why Callaway is the number one driver in golf. You're either playing it or you're leaving yards on the table. Go rogue with Callaway. Get the details now at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one driver in golf. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. You're listening to the best of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Johnny Miller joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. So over the years, you you mentioned watching the career of Tiger. You mentioned all the way back to Kiwa. So you got the 90s, the 2000s, the teens. Here we are approaching, you know, the the 2020s nearly. Where where would you, I guess, uh, put golf right now? As you've seen the the growth and development, how would you sort of rate golf and its health and, and the excitement level around the tour? Well, golf's bigger than any one guy, but boy, when you got Tiger uh, sort of going out of the game, you know, several years ago, it hung in there. Uh, but you know, now that Tiger won the Tour Championship and he's playing so well, boy, the Tour this year should be just fantastic. You know, as long as Tiger can stay healthy, because they have a really good supporting cast with Tiger, with Brooks Kepka. He's had won three majors, of course, and Dustin Johnson's so consistent and. Justin Rose of England and Justin Thomas and Rory and you know he got some really really great man Ricky hopefully he can get where he wins more often than Jason Day and Spieth needs to get it together but you got you really got a lot of uh, popular guys and guys that are household names so when you have a current even at 42 Tiger Woods um, you really got something pretty special especially the way he's been playing he should have a really a big year I, I could see him winning four times um, next year. Uh, it's just whether or not uh, he can do it in a major. I, I don't see why not, but um, he was having trouble. You know, had six times he had a chance to win on Sunday, 
this year, and um, until he won the tour championship four times, he was leading on the back nine, and he sort of let all of them sort of fall apart, and I was a little getting a little concerned. Uh, you had to be a little careful what you say about Tiger because you have so many fans, and uh, you don't want to be too tough because it doesn't go real big. But um, in fact, I knew I was going to retire. I didn't say much negative, uh, but um, you know, but he he should be fantastic next year, and. It's just whether he can do it in the majors. He might want that Nicholas record almost too bad, where maybe that might make him gag a little bit. Johnny Miller joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So you've got a successor now. Uh, Paul Azinger's been announced. Did you have any say in that? And uh, what's your thoughts on Zinger taking over uh, with Dan Hicks in your spot? Um, I didn't really have any say in it. Um, In fact, that's one reason why uh, you asked me to be on the show a few times, but NBC told me, you know, they said no more interviews until we get this thing um, you know, uh, over with and decide who's going to be your guy because everybody wanted to ask me who it's going to be. But Singer is, is one of the only announcers that will actually be uh, sort of real frank. And, you know, he said some stuff in the past that has ruffled a lot of feathers, as many as I have. Uh, but he's sharp and he's quick. Um, he knows the game. Uh, I talked to Dan Hicks yesterday about, you know, uh, I'm going to be doing Saturday at the Phoenix Open and then sort of introduce him at the end of the show, uh, Paul, and he'll do Sunday on his own with Dan. Um, So, yeah, I talked to uh, Paul on the phone, and we're good, both of us good with the whole thing, and gave him a few bits of advice. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I think the team will just do just fine with him, you know. Uh, it'll take a little while to adjust on the cadence of an open mic. Now, the first guy was an open mic in that, um, you know, on every conversation, but you got to sort of know when the guys that are a mile away, when they're going to finish talking and you come in and, you know, just how that all works. It'll take a little while on that. Um, Tommy Roy, our producer, he's the one who invented that thing and had the confidence in me to have me basically in on every shot pretty much. So, um, so that was a big responsibility for me. And the long hours, the other reason why I, I quit was the hours are just getting crazy long. I mean, five, six, seven, eight hours of live. And when, I, when you're on all the time with an open mic, you know, you can't like uh, whatever you want to do. You can't do it. You can't be eating or going to the bathroom or whatever. I mean, you got to, it, it, it's more responsibility than just having whole 13 and six, you know, like some of the announcers. No doubt about it. Did you give him the uh, Blackberry Pie advice that you gave to Ian Baker Finch? Uh, yeah, that, it didn't go in Ian's mind there, but I tried to tell him, like my dad said, a, the secret to a great pie, and grandmother taught him that was that you pick four ripe blackberry sweet ones, but you need to have one half ripe one to give it the you know that that tartness, that bite, that it gives it character. It can't be all sweet and everything's wonderful, you know. But uh, you know that's that, that's the way I tried to announce was that mostly and mostly compliment, but every once in a while I got to throw in a half wipe ripe one. <laughs> there, you, there you go. So the, your last event is going to be in Phoenix, uh, that you know, known as the Desert Fox. Uh, the the rounds and the wins you had, the what was it, three in a row and back to backs and all the stuff that you had there in the seventies was was super impressive. I, I, my guess is that that was by design. That was my idea because I knew they couldn't. I couldn't say goodbye during the. FedEx series, all those tournaments we did in the Tour Championship and then the Ryder Cup. I mean, those tournaments are a lot bigger than Johnny Miller retiring in my mind. So I said, Tommy, I'll come back at the Phoenix Open uh, since I think some of my best 
memories. I think the best I ever played was in 75. I hit in the water in the last hole at Phoenix and won by 14 shots, 24 under, and then wow. one by one by nine the next week, shot 25 under, 49 under for two weeks, which is still a record. <laughs> and I was just, I was just, it was, it was amazing how things were going my way and how well I was hitting those iron shots. And so I thought, well, that's, that was the thing I remember most is how, how well I played there in the desert. So after uh, the Phoenix Open, what's uh, what what can people, uh, when they're thinking about Johnny Miller, what will Johnny be doing? <laughs> going going fishing with you, I guess, and a lot, a lot of other people, you know. But I, I, you know, I have I have some stuff to do. I'm going to stand in touch with with golf. But um, you know, besides the church stuff and my big family, 24 grandkids and six kids. But I'm going to be um, I'm uh, one of the third owners of Silverado Resort, and that's a big responsibility. And um, the Safeway opens in Silverado. I brought that to Silverado and. That's a that's a lot of work, and then um, I want to do some camps, maybe at Pebble Beach and and Silverado and Napa, and I'm in, pretty involved. I want to get more involved in Utah Junior Golf. I started that with Carl Tucker, and uh, way back in the uh, dark ages. But I mean, it's great that we have a super uh, junior golf program in Utah, Finau and Summerays, and those guys come through. And then I got 24 grandkids. I got some a lot of teaching to do. How to fly cast and how to hit a golf ball, et cetera, and give him some uh, life skills and, and uh, some wisdom. So I'm not going to be bored, I can tell you that. <laughs> that sounds fun. Hey, before we let you go, and I really appreciate it, I know we've taken a bunch of your time here, you mentioned how well you played in the 70s and shooting 49 under in those two weeks. And, and really for a period of, what, what would you say, three, probably three or four years, you had as many wins or more than anybody else did during that period of time. Billy Casper had that period of time. Everybody sort of, you know, the, the greats have their period of time, and then the super greats sort of are able to extend that over a greater length of time, and that's pretty rare. When you see what like guys like Brooks Kepka have done recently, when you see Rory jumped out to that quick start, Spieth had his little, uh, you know, two years how hard is it to maintain that? And do you see guys today being able to sustain it in a way that Nicholas and Palmer and some of these other guys have been, and Woods have done in the past? Yeah, it's a, that's a great statement and great question. It's just, uh, it's hard to stay up there. There's so many responsibilities when you get number one or, or in my case, I was battling Trevino and then of course trying to catch up to Nicholas and I might've caught him a couple times there in the seventies, but, uh, you know, people were saying I'm number one, and people were saying, "What are you kidding?" He's got 14. You know, he's got at that time, let's say, uh, 16 majors. Don't even, as Weisskopf said, Johnny Miller doesn't even belong on the same course as Jack Nicklaus. So there was a, sort of that lot of uproar that people would be saying I was number one. And uh, but the, at the time, I think I, in the regular terms, I was one number one for a while there. Uh, but you know, it, it takes a lot out of you, um, all the press and the responsibilities of. Uh, of being up there all the time, it, it's a lot different. But a guy like you know, like Dustin Johnson, he's so low key. You know, he just sort of ambles along. He, you know, he he's the kind of guy that can just keep ambling along. And Kepka looks like he might he might stay up there for a while. It's not like he's won a lot of tournaments. What he's won like five tournaments or something, but three majors. Um, you know, he could stay up there for a while with the way he he sort of. He's sort of low key, but the fiery ones, like a speed, you know, it's, I was like the same way. I was, you know, it's like a rocket ship, a, a rocket ship going up in a real fast, and then it just flares out. You know, and, you know, it's hard to keep it going. You're right. Only the, the rarest thing is a guy like Tiger just cannot get enough wins. I mean, it's just such a rare thing. Rory's a lot like I was in that. He's sort of a nice guy, a family guy, likes being home, and you know, he's got great talent, but 
it was hard for him to be up there number one. It just, that wasn't him, you know. And so, you know, it, it's fun to watch it like you've been doing. It's fun to cover golf, isn't it? It's just, it's just an amazing sport to cover. Absolutely. And by, did you just say Barbara Nicholas called you out? <laughs> did you say she said you don't belong on the same golf course as her husband? Is that what you said? <laughs> I say Barbara Nichols or Tom Weisskopf. Oh, it was Weisskopf's wife. That yeah. said, oh, oh, Weisskopf said that. I thought you said Jack's wife called you out. Okay, you said Weisskopf got you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, Barbara yeah, shooting you a zinger. Yeah, Ohio State boys, uh, they like to stay together. You know, Weisskopf, if he would have not idolized Jack so much, he had a chance to be the best player in the world. But he just thought Jack was unbeatable, and he dropped. <laughs> Was. Absolutely. Well, John, thanks so much for your time. Uh, more, more than gracious to uh, give us this, uh, this much, and uh, we really appreciate it. And again, uh, we, we always appreciate you taking the time to join us on the show. Hopefully we'll still be able to check in with you, and if we talk a little golf and a little fishing mixed in there as well. Yeah, Brian, thanks a lot, and say hi to Bobby for me. All right, will do. Johnny Miller joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. It's the best of Real Golf Radio. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host. I can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. 
So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, thank you so much for joining us here on Real Golf Radio, this best of edition brought to you by Callaway Golf. Go to callawaygolf.com slash gift guide for all of your holiday gift suggestions only from Callaway Golf, the number one driver, number one fairway woods, number one irons in golf. And, of course, uh, that would include Odyssey as well. And, Bob, we've talked about this. If you're looking for a gem mm-hmm. of a gift for the golfer on your list, maybe one of those beautiful XO Rossi or number seven putters available at odysseygolf.com. Uh, just absolutely fantastic stuff. They look amazing. Get compliments on them every time. And, of course, you know they make putts. That's the most important thing. So you can check that out at odysseygolf.com. But, hey, it's been a fun show. Uh, we've really enjoyed the conversations that we've had. We've been fortunate. Uh, coming up now on uh, finishing 19 years of hosting Real Golf Radio, we've been fortunate over the years to talk to some pretty neat people and be able to discuss the game of golf with uh, our listeners and to visit with some of the great personalities, players, media, um, coaches, uh, you know, the industry folks as well, and de- golf destinations around the world. Just really fun, and, and I guess on this Thanksgiving weekend edition, this best of in this holiday time, it's a good time to express gratitude for those that are listening, those who have sponsored the show, those who have hosted us in different places, and uh, it's certainly been uh, a fun ride so far. Yeah, definitely. I'm very thankful for the opportunity that we've been able to work together now for almost 20 years to uh, talk the game of golf, which we love, and to uh, to travel and, and um, speak with players and, and see the game, how it's played in the professional ranks. And uh, it's just it's a fun opportunity that we're able to have, no doubt. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this best of edition. Again, if you missed any part of the show, the website is realgolfradio.com, or you can go to our Twitter handle, at realgolf. You can also uh, search for us on uh, many of the podcaster sites, our heart radio, tune in, Stitcher, then, you know, the whole nine yards and, uh, and pull us up. And uh, we appreciate you uh, being with us and accessing the show and wish you the very best of, of happy holidays. Uh, so we will have another best of edition coming up next week uh, here on Real Golf Radio. And then we'll be back at you live uh, to finish out the year with a recap on the 2018 year calendar year highlights lowlights and uh what we can look forward to in 2019 rules changes uh new schedule uh quite a bit to take a look at so that's all coming up as we continue talking golf with you and it'll kick off our 20th year here on real golf radio so for dave and bob i'm brian happy holidays everyone we'll see you thank you for listening to the best of real golf radio with brian taylor and bob casper on the real golf radio network